Great, so I want to just kind of give some language and a larger paradigm for what Deacon John just did for us and what Kenneth Stevens is also trying to do. Thank you. And we'll be brief and we will get to snacks and we can take my time, I'm fine. But this is key that I get this to you guys. So he's, he's giving us an understanding of what it means to be a gospel Catholic. Um, and I think you guys can understand how I want to use this word. I, I obviously want to honor the Roman Catholic use of the word because Roman Catholics are Catholics, as are Eastern Catholics. Um, and the Catholic, as Kenneth Stephen has already taught us, has to do with the word according to the whole. That's the breakdown of the word Catholic, according to the whole. And so we actually have, I think, um, what I would probably even view it as a kind of demonic enterprise to take the word Catholic. I don't think the Roman Church necessarily has done this. I'm not going to blame them. But take the word Catholic and sequester it in one part. That's actually very, very confusing. So what we have to do is think biblically, and we have to and think like Ignatius of Antioch, the early Ignatius, um, who said very clearly in about 110, so 20 years after the Apostle John has gone to be with the Lord and knew the Apostle John, we, we have to understand that Ignatius says, what's all bulwark against falsehood? What's our bulwark against the demonic, all bulwark against Gnosticism, etc.? It's the Catholic Church. And of course, at that point, he meant the church according to the whole. What Deacon John just did for us in his teaching is, what did he do? He, he taught us how to think about different scriptural passages that many of us are familiar with, but he teaches us to think about them according to the whole of whom? Jesus. That's Catholic. Like, how do you think about everything according to the whole of Jesus? That's a Catholic way of thinking. And then you can extend from there. That's the, that's the primary way of thinking Catholicly. But then you're going from there to think, okay, and how according to the whole of how the church has understood this. And he's bringing in the great thinker Irenaeus and, 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 and his conception of this. We're reading about Calvin. We've got quotes from John Paul II in there. What he's doing again is he's helping us think according to the whole, the whole of Jesus, the whole of the church. Um, and this hermeneutic, this way of thinking is what we are, this is, this is the purpose of what we're trying to do, is if you will, and it has to be said in the right context to really get you guys to the place where you can be gospel Catholics. Um, because I think in being gospel Catholics, you will have the most um, uh, power and strength to do the work of the gospel, to do the work of evangelism, the work of church planting, to do the work of gospel mission overseas, all those things in being gospel Catholic. And what, what, what's happened for many of our folks is we've, many of us have come in as evangelicals, not a word that I will for a minute decry, we've come as evangelicals, but I want to use it descriptively, and what's happened, you come to a place like Res, or maybe somewhere else, is you become a liturgical evangelical. Or you might even become, if you're at Res especially, a charismatic um, liturgical evangelical. And basically what's happened is you've only added two adjectives, but you haven't changed your noun. And with deep respect for the evangelical movement and, and, and deep debt to the evangelical movement, I don't think, to, to quote Dr. Tom Howard, this is enough, as much as I love this. I don't Tom Howard's book is Evangelical is Not Enough. Pejorative title, but poignant. I think this is enough because I think this is the whole of Jesus. This is the whole of the church. This is what Ignatius was saying in 110. We've got to embrace the Catholic Church against what? All the false teachers that were proliferating and already proliferating as Peter's writing his epistles and Paul's writing his epistles. So where I want you all to get is I want you to get here. Many of you are coming from here, praise God, but honestly, liturgical charismatic evangelicals will not, they won't withstand the storm that's, that, that's coming. We're not, it won't withstand it. It's not strong enough. 
And I realize that many folks at Resurrection, this is where they're at. And I, I, I'm a shepherd. I get that. I mean, we're, we're going somewhere together. And it takes a long time to get places. So I probably couldn't even probably teach this to 1,200 people. I, I might at some point if I'm insane enough. But I probably can't because it would confuse them. And, I, and also maybe it would feel, make them feel like they're not being honored where they're at. But you all as leaders need to understand this. That, that this is where many people really are. And they're just adding adjectives. What I'm trying to do is actually get the noun changed. And that's what Deacon John was just doing. That's why your mind goes, what? 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 But it feels so true. It seems so right. It seems in accordance with the scriptures. But what? Why haven't I heard this? Well, because many of us have been trained here and formed here. And thanks be to God, the gospel is here. But I think the full gospel Catholic is here. Does that make sense? Um, and so this now affects, and, and this is going to be the hermeneutic by which then we can think about issues like missiology to Muslim peoples. This is how we can think about the thorny question of women in leadership and women in ministry. See, until I can get us clear here, which is why actually our women in leadership teachings, one of our last teachings we'll do this year. Why? Well, that's intentional. Because we, I've got to get this clearer for you all and this foundation clearer before we can go into this. How do we think about the Jewish people? Well, we have to think about them as gospel Catholics. We have to understand our rootedness to them. See, when you're bifurcating Old and New Testament, right? which happens, by the way, all the time in our evangelical movement. And, and also what you're seeing in the evangelical movement, of course, is even a denigration of Israel or an ignoring of Israel or an antipathy toward Israel. It's there in some places in evangelicalism. Well, why? Well, that's because we're not trained as gospel Catholics. A gospel Catholics, I mean, Irenaeus was fighting to keep actually Easter connected to Passover. A complicated issue, but very interesting. Because he's going, don't, don't lose our Catholic, don't lose our Jewish roots. Like, you know, Polycarp felt the same way. Polycarp writes about Polycarp's like, this is our inheritance. Why would we have it at a different time? It seems like an arcane and unneeded argument. Actually, it really connects with how do you think about according to the whole, according to the whole of Israel, according to the whole of Messiah, all those things. Okay, so John just gave that to us so fully and so richly. I want you to just kind of, have maybe even just another sort of hermeneutical paradigm, but also church paradigm for what we're trying to do. Any, any quick questions on that as we work on that? That phrase could be taken differently. Were you saying gospel is the adjective to noun, the noun Catholic? In this case, I am. So, so all I'm trying to do is find a way to talk about Catholic as a noun with, with the proper um, descriptor to say what we mean by Catholic. In other words, we don't mean Roman Catholic, and we don't mean Eastern Catholic. We could say Reformed Catholic, but then folks get all caught up in, oh, so, I mean, Calvin versus Luther versus, you know, Cramner versus Zwingli, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to find a phrase that can say, we're talking about a, a Catholicism, or Catholicity is probably even better, so the Catholicity that is fully committed to the fullness according to the gospel. Yeah, it's a great question, Chad. So yeah, I'm not sure I even like it yet. I'm not sure I would put it in print yet. But I'm trying, because even Reformed Catholic, which is probably the best phrase we have to describe Anglicanism, isn't even fully getting us there, although it's, I think it's still our best shorthand. I think it's better than mere Christian, honestly. Um, I guess it's probably our best shorthand, but it's just a way, I'm trying to get you guys to think kind of in shorthand ways for the big thing that we're actually trying to go after. A gospel Catholicity is probably even the best way to, to do it. But this has been a big aha to me in the last year because I finally realized, oh my goodness, most folks at Res, they've gone from being evangelicals and they've gone, oh, I love the liturgy. And they do. And I'm really open to gifts of the Spirit. And they are. 
I've become a liturgical charismatic evangelical. Um, but, and you know that when all of a sudden you've got a divorce rate marriage question in their lives. And they think like evangelicals. Well, we try to talk about women in leadership and talk about the women priesthood. And then they're going to think like evangelicals. And they're going to read the scriptures like evangelicals. Or we talk about LGBTQ issues, transgender issues. And they're going to think and handle the scriptures like evangelical, which is to say what? I don't know exactly. I'm not even sure. Depends on which, which teacher you follow. Are you a Piper evangelical? Are you, you know, fill in the blank, evangelical, right? It's so confusing. This isn't like utterly crystal clear. I'm not sure it's meant to be. But at least we have a, a clarity here that's according to the whole. And Kenneth Eves already talked about Vincent of Lorenz and others. That's why that matters so much. Any other questions or thoughts? And we'll, we'll get to our snack time. So John just put this on display, and I can't help but just sort of incarnate, for, if you will. I mean, he incarnated this for us. And I, I want to make sure that that doesn't slip by. Yes. That would be ironic, wouldn't it? Because one of Evangelical's, you know, kind of rallying cries is pragmatism. Um, but I, I would argue that maybe more than a practicality, there's a concreteness to this, which would stem from its sacramentality. Probably more than practicality. I think, I think I know what you mean by that, Lydia. And I think, yes, I, I am saying that. I'm saying it's not enough also because... This isn't, I mean, in its own self-definition, this isn't an ecclesial entity. By its own self-definition, evangelicals would be like, ah, the church, I mean, you know, Anabaptist evangelicals have one view of the church, Reformed evangelicals have another view of the church, and Pentecostal evangelicals have another view of the church. You know, so even their ecclesiastical self-definition, but you go here, and you particularly work within the realm of the first, second, you know, first two or three centuries, they're talking about the same thing. Um, they're clear what the church is, as is Luther and Calvin and Hooker, who are going back, you know, to go forward, they're going backward to say, what is the church? Like, we're so confused by, 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 you know, by the current state of the papacy in the 16th century. What is the church? And so Luther's going, uh, Calvin's saying, it's your mother. She's your mother. That's what the church is, what Calvin says. Um, Luther's giving that to us. I mean, so, there's, so, there, so they're going back, back to a Catholicity, which is why Reformed Catholic is still a really good phrase. It just gets a lot of baggage when we try to use it in, in this context. So I do think there's a concreteness here that really, really helps us when we're working through really complicated current issues in the church that we're facing. It gives authority. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and this gets beyond what we should go into today, but also, also where this positive key authority is in the succession of the apostles. So this is where apostolic succession also moves out of the arcane, apostolic succession, I guess, I mean, whatever, like, what does that even mean? To, for Irenaeus, the way you are protected against Gnosticism is in Jesus, but through the succession of the apostles, why, which is why Irenaeus is always talking about how he knew Polycarp, who knew John. And you're kind of like, it almost seems kind of personal, and it's like, this is really personal and against heresies, but he's saying it because like, it matters that I was discipled by Polycarp, who was discipled by John. And do you understand? This has been an incarnated process. I didn't just read a book by Polycarp. I was just, he was a spiritual father to me. 
as, as was John to him, and as I am to you all, who he's writing to and teaching. He's saying, that's the Catholic way. That's why I make a huge of spiritual mothers and fathers. Again, it's not just some kind of idiosyncratic thing I have to be fresh and new and have you guys go, that's interesting. I'm doing it because it's rooted in the gospel Catholic way of understanding discipleship or the gospel Catholic way of understanding how we defend the gospel amidst heresies. That's, that's a great question. That's a great question. Universal historic and according to the whole. So the biggest thrust, I think many of us have made the translation Catholic to universal, which is the proper translation, right? But what Kenneth Stephen does so well is he breaks down that word even more to according to the whole, kathalos. Um, just, he just breaks down the etymology of the word. And so I think, Peter, that even more than universal, that's what's really the key to unpacking, would you, would you agree, Deacon John, to unpacking this? Yeah. 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 Again, so in a place like Moody, you know, if you say Catholic, you, you can't even say it because it creates so much confusion. And because many are actually aware of the errors of the Roman Church. And so you can't even get into a, a rich dialogue. Maybe, maybe Deacon John can with his, 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 his trust there. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we, we actually want to be careful in this because we actually we want to honor Rome, and yet we all, it's, it's complicated. But in spaces like this, I'm realizing how important it is that we're getting really clear because, again, I'm just concerned this won't hold up against the storm. It, actually, it's not holding up against the storm. It's crumbling, and that's not some dire prediction. It's just happening. Um, and so I, as a bishop, have to make sure that I get my leaders thinking like this, which is, somebody to say, thinking biblically, according to the whole.